The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey there, it's a brand new week, and we're so glad to have you along with us on Afternoons with Mike, heard daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network in studio this time. Last time we did an interview, Maddie Ray was on the phone from, I guess it's up in Wisconsin area, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin line. Uh, Maddie Ray is back in Orlando for some events that actually took place this past weekend as we're recording this one on Friday afternoon. So Maddie, welcome to the studio. Yes, thank you so much, Mike. It's such an honor to just be here with you in person. And I know we had such wonderful conversation before, so I'm really looking forward to this time. Well, I was mentioning to you, you brought your folks along with yeah. you, your mom, your brother, a friend. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really great to meet all of you face to face. Yeah. You know, when uh, I did that last interview, I went home and I remember this specifically telling my wife about this young lady that I met, probably what, 22 at that point. Right. Yes. Yes. Like you were 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, this young lady has more energy than, uh, than I've ever had in my lifetime. I'm quite <laughs> confident. And number two though, more importantly, she loves Jesus mm. and is a, a fireball. You're a fireball for the Lord. Amen. Yes, I love the Lord so much. I've grown up in the church my whole life. My parents are pastors. Um, you know, sometimes when you grow up in the church, when you're a PK, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. But what I love the most is that I have had such a front row seat at just seeing God be who he is and do what he does. And I have loved every bit of it. And it has just stirred a fire within me that I love that I now get to spread that fire everywhere that I go. Well, you do a great job of doing that. Uh, you might get arrested once sometime for spiritual arson. I don't know. Just <laughs> saying, I've never seen anybody with as much fire as what I believe you have. Amen. Maddie, you know, I've got to say this because those of us like myself that are older, and we we remember stories of PKs, preachers' mm-hmm. kids. That's mm-hmm. what you are. Yeah. You're a PK. And when I was growing up, the concept of a PK fitting the description of you, well, that, there wasn't too many that I n- remember. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you remember that or not, but I, I as a kid, uh, they used to say the PKs were the wildest of the bunch and they blamed the deacon's kids. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why they did it. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, here I see you. You're a PK. Yeah. You're on the other end of that pendulum. How yeah. did that happen? Well, one, I have to say, I'm I'm very grateful for my parents because I think, you know, what's very important, especially for kids that grow up and their parents are pastors, is for them to really feel included in the ministry. And that's something that my parents did. They really um, made me feel a part of this. It wasn't something that dad was just off doing or mom and dad are just so consumed with the ministry and it's such a burden. But they really allowed me to be a part. Um, we reached a lot of young people through our ministry. So I think that really helped. Um, over 26 uh, years ago, my father found our ministry and uh, we had a lot of outreach for teens and kids we were reaching thousands of young people every single week and so I grew up in that I grew up in 
all of the outreaches, all of the evangelism, all of the Christian concerts, all of all of that stuff that we were doing. So I was so a part. I was so involved. And then growing up, my father gave me a lot of opportunity as well to start yeah, using my gifts and talents. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big thing, you know, because if young people don't have that opportunity in the church, they're going to use it outside of the church. They're going to find other outlets. They're going to find other things to do with it if it's not a priority within the church. And my parents did that and they helped me to just really be a part. And I think along in that journey outside of just the, you know, the purpose that I felt and the gifts and talents, but my relationship with the Lord was continuing to just be strengthened through what I was personally encountering at church and the 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 environments and the atmospheres that were being created for me to encounter God for myself. And so I think the culmination of all of that really helped me to just position myself in a place where I love the church. I love the Lord. I could never imagine my life outside of that. I know that there is nothing that this world could ever offer me that would be greater than what I've experienced in God. Um, and I've, I've really been determined to consecrate my life to God and say, I don't, I don't need anything else. You know, sometimes people say, well, you need to go experience a little, or, you know, you, you don't know what this is like. How about you go try that? And, or people even say, you don't have a testimony because you don't know what it's like out there. And I just don't agree with that. I think that the best That's encounter, yeah. the best experience, is in the Lord. And I have such a wonderful testimony because this is what God intends. God intends for us to come to know him, to never walk away. And I get to share with people and young people that it's possible to live this way regardless of what that world has to offer. Now you said something that is so profound and I hope everybody caught it. Your your mom and dad, they did a lot of great things for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But one of the most important was they brought this along in such a way. They lived their lives. They talked about what their faith was all yeah. about. They did all of that in a way that brought you along to the point where you not only... Uh, were immersed in it because mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. but it became part of you. Oh, yeah. Now, how old were you when that message Really, it it was no longer something that you saw or something that you heard, Mm -hmm. but it was something that you believed and received. Yeah, I was about 12 years old, and I I remember it very, very specifically during that time because um, I I had watched for so many years, and my parents and our family has such a story of the ministry that we've done. I saw growing up so much sacrifice, so much obedience to God. I mean, what a lot of people don't know, and I, I can share very briefly, is the ministry that we were doing to reach young people took so much sacrifice because of all of the unknowns that came with it and a lot of just who we were reaching and how that was coming about where my parents, they lost their home to foreclosure, their cars to repossession. We moved into the basement of our church, which was a warehouse building. And they still, almost like Job, never cursed God, never said, God, this is too much. If you were in this God, then why aren't you providing? And from the obedience and from the sacrifice and from the willingness to just stay at it and be so convinced that they were doing the will of God despite the challenges they were facing, and then to see God's faithfulness and his blessing come to pull us out of that and to bless us tremendously to where we are today within our personal lives and within our ministry. I mean, just by seeing that, I was convinced that God is a good God. God is a faithful God. And then you combine that with then a lot of the ministry that we were doing with our our regular services of creating a lot of um, an atmosphere of, of revival and the spirit of God moving. And I remember in those moments of being 12 years old, 
watching what my parents had experienced with God, but then being 12, beginning to feel God and his presence and his nearness and having moments with him where he was close to me. I remember at 12, I made that commitment of not just salvation, because I made that when I was younger, about four years old, I had felt that. But at 12, I made a vow of consecration to God, oh, wow. saying, Lord, my life is completely yours. I give you everything. I've seen my parents give you everything. I've seen people at church encounter you and say, I'm going with you all the way. I remember feeling that at 12 years old, sitting in my room saying, God, whatever you want from my life, I will give it to you. And I've lived every day since then asking the Lord to help me to walk that out because that has been my heart's desire. Ever at since. age 12, God's graced you with this. I, I believe it's just out and out wisdom. Mm. It's wisdom from on high that you've made that commitment to the Lord yeah. and you've been able to do that every day. Now, a lot of people, I, I'm trying to imagine, and I'm sure you get a lots of questions everywhere you go. Questions like some of what you've already said, like, well, you, you're kind of in a cocoon or you're kind of in a <laughs> bubble. You've been raised in a church. You need, you know, these crazy bits of advice, like uh -huh. you need to go and, and live out in the world for a while, right. uh, which that's horrible. You're yeah. living in the world as it is now, but you're not of the world. That's right. That's, that's right. the big difference. Yeah. You see what's going on. So Maddie, I got a question. Mm -hmm. What do you think of when you look at other 24 year olds that are out there today? And I know you bump into them. You see them. Yeah. You see them in the neighborhoods. You see them at churches. Uh, other people, they're, not everybody that attends a church at mm -hmm. age 24 is like Maddie Ray. Yeah. I, I. What do you think about all that? I think we need an encounter with the Lord, a genuine encounter. I think many people grow up hearing about Jesus, but never encountering the Jesus that they hear about. Never having that 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 moment of like, this thing is far beyond just me. This is, God has so much more for my life than what I can even see. And I think they need that. I think people need to, especially my generation, looking for identity, looking for purpose, looking for life, looking for truth. All of that is found in the Lord. And that's why with my ministry, I try to be very intentional to, to provide resources and pro, to provide things that show that that is a possibility to live that way, to find your identity in Christ, to find your purpose in Christ, to find that Jesus is the truth, that truth isn't found in anything else or truth isn't subject to just what you want to be true and what someone else wants to be true. But truth is Jesus. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father mm -hmm. except through me. And so I think my generation, younger, older, just need encounters. I would even say continual encounters with the Lord because there are those they've had an encounter with God. But then the cares of this life come in mm -hmm. and continue at times to maybe bring us into things that we wouldn't have expected ever, pull us away from our relationship with the Lord. But I think that continual encounter with the Lord, that continual having those things that keep you rooted. There's many things in my life that really keep me rooted in my relationship with God, being a part of my church, the family that I have, my personal uh, uh, diligence in my relationship with God through reading the word, through prayer, through studying, through all the different things that are there. And so I try to, knowing that my testimony is a little rare at times, to provide what I can with resources, music, books, preaching, to show people that it's possible. They don't have to feel like this isn't a possibility or I can never, you know, be on fire like that for God all the time. No, it is possible to live your life with Christ each and every day. The people that would say that, I don't know how you do it, or the people that would say, 
uh, I, I've read the Bible <laughs> and, you know, I've done that. Yeah. And they would say it didn't, it didn't uh, light a fire under my heart the way you seem to have it lit under yours. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think they're doing or not seeing that's keeping them from having this encounter? Yeah. Well, I think the thing that we don't talk about a lot when it comes to following Jesus, because we love all the, the, the great things that we feel in the Lord is really the cost and the sacrifice that it takes to follow Jesus. Jesus says, are you willing to deny your flesh, to pick up your cross and follow me? He says, how would someone begin to even build a tower or a building without counting the cost of what it would take? I think sometimes we underestimate the cost that it actually takes to lay our lives down before Jesus, to not just read the word of God, but to submit ourselves to the word of God, to not just say, oh, I love Jesus, but to be a true disciple of Jesus, to not just say, oh yeah, I go to church sometimes but to submit ourselves to being rooted in a local church. I think there's a lot of things that we have to do that I will say, honestly, our generation sometimes struggles with is really that battle of our will, that battle of submission, that Hmm. battle of just laying it down. And I've experienced that. There have been many things to be where I'm at today, a lot of sacrifices. There has been a high cost, a lot of things I've had to deny my flesh of to keep myself in this place that I am in with the Lord. And although there is a cost to it, I know from experience that it is always worth it. What we experience in God through the sacrifice, through this journey we're on, through picking up our cross and following him, it is greater than just saying, oh, I'm going to do things my way. Doing mm-hmm. things God's way is always better. Now, at age 12, you were given this kind of a, a call yeah. on your life yeah. that uh, you described it as a vow. And, you know, we've, we know that from the word, that's a dangerous, uh, from the <laughs> word of God, that's a dangerous word yeah. to be thrown around. You just don't. Uh, glibly enter into a vow. I mean, it's better to never make a vow than to make one and break it. it. So, uh, I mean, clearly you made a commitment to the Lord that is and has seen you through all the way up into where you are now. Uh, We know that the the enemy is ever increasing in people's lives. And so when you're out there, you're seeing young people I'm sure you have mixed ages in your crowds. It's mm-hmm. not all just uh, young people or youth groups that you're ministering yeah. to. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of people that, that have their eyes to see how well you're going to be walking out what you've said you're doing, yeah. but you're doing it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that has helped me the most um, outside of my parents who play a huge role in that and really just helping me in, in, in accountability and things like that to just keep the character and integrity that I have to walk out my life and to walk out my ministry. Along with that is really what I learned as it pertains to my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that helped me so much because I remember from that moment of making that vow with God to getting a little bit older into my teen years to finding some challenges and to hitting some walls like I'm trying to live this thing out, but I'm being pressed on a lot of sides Mm -hmm. at the age that I'm at, which a lot of young people face. And the Lord took me to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 in the message version, where it says, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the Holy Spirit. When I read that verse, it did so much for me to bring me out of that 
that place of that try, try, try mode of I'm trying to please God. I'm trying to do what's right. I'm trying to make good decisions. I'm trying to not fall into temptation. I'm trying, trying, trying to then bring me to this place of really intimacy with God saying, Holy Spirit, I'm leaning into you because the Holy Spirit in the Greek, he's called parakletos, which is the one who is called to be close to us. Right. Side by side. He's called to be close to us, to be with us. And he's there to help us to live a life that is pleasing to God. And the more we lean into that, then leaning into our own strength and our own ability, because if we do that, we're going to fail every time. But when we lean into his strength, into his help, into his spirit, he is the one who ultimately helps us and gives us the conviction to walk that out. Now, I think my listeners would know I'm asking a lot of these questions because I think a lot of people think that way and they hear this amazing excited young lady 24 years old that uh really from from uh your talent standpoint i've seen the videos that cindy and i watched (laughs) we were sitting there like wow this girl is is she's on fire for jesus Mm. Uh, we're seeing that i think a lot of people are are wanting to see what it is that drives what it is that's different and uh, I'm, I'm just amazed. I'm hearing you say that one of the things, one of the key things, it's not just hearing or knowledge. It's an intimate relationship yeah. that has made the difference for you. Yeah. Relationship with Jesus, relationship through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, that that is Mike where where my drive comes from, where my purpose comes from, where my urgency comes from. A lot of what I do, I feel very that this is urgent. I have to do this now, um, and it, and it comes from my relationship with the Lord and my time with Him, and and. What I've seen, again, I, I know, and, and sometimes people go, you talk about your parents a lot, but they've been honestly my greatest examples. I've seen my father walk that out with his relationship with the Lord. I've seen my father be so obedient to the Lord when God would come to him and say, I need you to do this, or I'm calling you to do this, or I need you to walk in faith to carry this out, or I'm giving you vision. And I've seen my father take great risk of faith to, to do those things and to follow after the voice of the Lord. And that's been such a great example to me where when I have time with the Lord, there's things that the Lord speaks to me. And I don't take that lightly. I don't take lightly what I feel, not just my purpose, because sometimes people think, oh, Maddie, you're, you're living out your dream. D- to me, this was never a dream. I never dreamed one day I'm going to do this. For me, this is an assignment on my life. I'm called to do this. I've been called and I've been anointed to reach a generation, my generation today. I know that God created me, created my life to do what I'm doing today. And I I am responsible for carrying that out. And I can only carry that out by way of the Holy Spirit. I can only carry that out through his strength. I can only carry that out through his spirit. It's not by my own power, not by my own might, but by his spirit. And so I do all that I can to stay very close to the voice of God, to the heart of God, to the spirit of God, to really stay in step with what God wants. And that's why I believe that there's a lot of fruit that comes through my life and through my ministry. Um, Because when you walk in the spirit, you reap the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not a perfect Christian. I don't perfectly walk that out every day, but I am intentional. I'm intentional to stay close to the Lord because I don't want to miss what he has next for me. Wow. Maddie Ray, my guest today, will be back with her. We're going to hear some music as well. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, 
EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Well, I hope you've been holding on to the side of your chair, because if not, you might just have fallen out from the energy coming from my guest today, Maddie Ray. Maddie is a preacher. She's an evangelist. She's a singer. She, uh, honestly, uh, you probably have written how many books now? Uh, I think it's been about six now. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> now I, I know. Oh I, I'm goodness. just wondering, all of that by the age of 24. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, you've you've got to find a way to also bottle this enthusiasm and sell it on Amazon. I'm sure you'll you'll do all right for yourself. No, uh-huh. ser- seriously, we've been talking in segment one about uh, what I consider to be the components of why she is able to do what she's able to do. Now, obviously, and most importantly, God's called you to do this. Yeah. But I know that God has given all of us, in a real sense of a call. Mm -hmm. We may not all look like Maddie Ray or have the gifts that you have. You can sing, you dance, you do all of the fun things Mm -hmm. that I think your culture, your, uh, your age group, the Gen X, uh, Gen Zers, let me get that straight. Uh, uh, 24 years old again uh, are able to do, but you do it in a way that brings glory to God. Yeah. You do it in a way. And I, I love this most about you, Maddie, you are unashamedly wanting to provide a model for young ladies yes. of how to live in this world. Yes. And I think that's sorely needed yeah. in our culture. Would you yeah. agree? I 100% agree. And, and I love I love anytime I have the opportunity to share that, whether it's uh, specifically with young ladies or just this generation in general. Um, I love sharing that it, it's possible because I think this world has so many lies that, that tells this generation, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that or you can't do this or you can't do that and just all of these lies. But it is truly possible to live the life that God has created you to live live. And I love sharing that specifically because all of us, we all have a calling. We were all created for something, but the only way to know what we were created for is to get to know our creator. We have to get to know Jesus. I get young people that come up to me all the time and they say, Oh, Maddie Ray, can I do this? Or can I do that? Or is this okay? Or is that okay? Or I feel this or feel that. I say, what has God created you for? I said, I can't answer that for you. Go to the Lord and say, Jesus, my life life is yours. What did you create it for? And I share that so many times and I hear so many testimonies that when young people see my life, my life of just saying yes to God in every way, yes to God and being unashamed about it, because that's what many people know about me. I am not ashamed. I'm very confident in who I am in Christ. And people want that. They want that boldness. They want that confidence. And so when they see that, 
They get so inspired to know I can live that way. I don't have to be ashamed of who God has created me to be. And I get testimonies that flood in of how young people say, I started doing this, or I feel God calling me to do this, or I've walked away from these things and now I'm pursuing ministry. I mean, so many testimonies that come forth, which really comes to show that when a generation is shown an example of this, when they're shown that this is possible, when they're able to to see that this could be their reality and they get filled with a sense of hope and purpose, that they will walk it out. I think some people underestimate this generation thinking, oh, they don't want anything to do with God. Oh, they're just so consumed with themselves. All of these things. But I think when the right thing comes in front of them that gives them hope, that gives them purpose, that gives them identity, I wholeheartedly believe that they will walk in that 100%. You know, sometimes people said, I just need somebody to show me the way. I mean, you know, we've heard songs like that. I mean, hey, those are big lyrics that's been out around for uh, for years and years and years, the truth, the power, the uh, just, I, I think just the out and out unbelievable potential of young people, oh, yeah. if they actually do believe it. Yeah. And and that's just, just really the, the first step is mm-hmm. to show them that it has, and that's the heart of discipleship. Yeah. It's been done for us. We're called to walk in it. Mm-hmm. Again, you're giving God glory and I'm sure there's a lot of naysayers who would look at you and say, yeah, well, that's because you're a, you're a, a young lady that is a little different. You've, you've got a lot going for you. You can sing. You can do all of these things. You're gifted. You have the appearance of someone joyful. Uh, but they don't see themselves that way. Mm, yeah. and, and as a result, they'll, they'll become a third, third-class citizen almost. Yeah, and, and I think that's where, again, we have to find who we are in Christ because a lot of times, you know, this world really portrays this idea of self-confidence, right? Being confident of who you are and, you know, with the things about you, but ourselves are so unreliable. We can wake up one morning and think this and the next day think that or hear someone say one comment and it's changed our entire perspective of who we are. But when our confidence, when our identity is rooted in Christ, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter where we come from it doesn't matter what people say it doesn't matter even what we think about ourselves mm. what matter is what god says because what he thinks about you never changes no matter where you came from no matter who you are no matter what your background is no matter what you are who god created you to be and i think many people just need their eyes of understanding open to that to see themselves the way that god sees them for me i don't wake up and just see myself and go oh i'm Maddie Ray so i'm going to go out and do all of this today I go, Lord, I am nothing without you. But when I am in you, I know that I can do all things. And that's what people have to see is that in Christ, there's all things are possible. There's nothing that's off limits. Anything that God has created you to do or called you to do, it can be done and you can do it because you are in Christ. I think what makes you so different, Maddie, is that you not only say it, but you believe it. I do. And that comes through. I mean, it's it's again relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, I think our culture, uh, we took our eyes so far off of God. I mean, the culture, if you believed everything that uh, is now being taught us, you wouldn't even know if you are Maddie or a male version of yourself. It's a messed up world. Yeah. We all know that oh, yes. things are messed up in this world right yes. now. And in my mind, 
The only way out of all of this is with Jesus. 100%. You know, I, I, I share in, in, in a book that I released last year called Culture Cleanse, where it says in Romans chapter 12, um, verse 1 and 2, a lot of times we read it in the normal version where it says, don't become so, uh, it says, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you read it in the message version, it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. And I think a lot of people today, especially Christians are beginning to fit into the things of this world and getting well adjusted to the culture without even thinking. And what we have to do as Christians is we have to get back to the word of God. What I believe so much in and where my convictions come from is that I believe that the Bible is true. I believe that everything that is written in there is true, that it is for me and that I can walk that out and I can receive it. And we have to get back to that because there's many things that the world is putting out there that you can just be influenced by, affected by. Social media has a, a lot of times the largest voice within our lives. News and, and, and politics and things like that has one of the largest voices in our lives. But God's voice needs to be the greatest voice within our life. And that comes through the Word of God. And I think the more that believers root themselves in the Word of God rather than in the words of people from this world, that's when they'll begin to have more of that conviction to walk some of these things out themselves. Uh -huh. My goodness. Preach it, girl. I love it. <laughs> Maddie Ray is this amazing young lady that you're hearing. Maddie is in town in the uh, Central Florida area this weekend, this past weekend. And I know you're going to be doing something with a guy that uh, we all look up to, mm. literally. Yeah. His name is Jonathan Isaac. He's a big <laughs> magic. I don't know how tall he is. He's like six Six uh, six thousand feet tall, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I don't know how big he is, but he's a big <laughs> dude, and uh, he was on my program. Awesome. And uh, then the pastor over at Jump was yes. also up here. Yes. Uh, tell us about what you're going to be doing over there. Yeah, so um, they're a wonderful ministry. Jonathan Isaac and his wife—they are just wonderful. It's amazing to see how God is really using him and them with the platform that He's given them, and then their church is just so wonderful and the influence that they have with so many people. And so I'm excited to be going there and to be doing some music for their young people. They've asked me to come in and to do a concert with their youth and to bless them in that way and to just stir up that fire with their young people there. You know, they have such a great group of young people that are really involved in their church and they do a lot of creative arts at their ministry as well, hmm. which I think is so great because again, young people need that outlet. They need that opportunity. So anytime a church has that to offer uh, uh, the youth of their ministry, I think that's wonderful. And so this weekend, and I'll be spending some time with them, blessing them with my music, having a great time of fellowship, and really getting to know them more because this will be my first time at their ministry. But I know so much about them and so much of how God is using them that I just can't wait to connect with them and do ministry together. I am betting that it's not going to be the last time you're there. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yes. My goodness, we got to get you in our church. Amen. <laughs> this, I'll this come. Will be amazing. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a moment and listen now to Maddie Ray. This is a song that she has written sometime back. It's called Never Let Me Go, Maddie Ray. Unfortunately, due to internet licensing restrictions, we're not able to play this song. That was Never Let Go from Maddie Ray, my guest in the studio today. Maddie writes a lot of her own songs, and I know you've got a new one out called Consumed. Tell me about that one. 
Well, again, it was it was from that message of really wanting to get that out to people of just being consumed by God and living out this fire and letting your life just be a sacrifice unto the Lord, saying, God, you can have everything, Jesus. I don't hold anything back from you. And so um, just based off the message, we were in the studio. We do everything in-house. I write my own music. We bring a producer out and uh, uh, we, we create these songs. I say today, because I've been doing music for, for several years. I was doing music before I even started traveling as an evangelist preaching. So I've been doing that for a while. But I think recently, more in this season, my songs have felt more like musical sermons is what I like to call them, of really carrying these words and these messages that God has given me. And so I wrote the song and we we put it together and I uh, recorded it in our studio. Producer worked on it. We wanted it to have a very fiery flair. But I think, you know, we went about it like how we would any other song with the same expectation of, oh, we want this to reach people. But the reach that this song has had has been greater than what we've seen with any of my other songs. And so on social media, it has completely taken off where people are just captured by this song where it's really become becoming such a theme song for their lives mm-hmm. right now. They're connecting with it in such a great way. It's going on to radio, which we've never seen my music go that far on to radio. Uh, on, on a lot of the digital platforms, streaming platforms, it's just going through the roof. And so God really has his hand on this song, but I think it really speaks to the fact that people want that. They want music that's going to draw them to that place of being closer to God. And people are receiving this message of, I want to be consumed by God. That is a wonderful message to preach and to sing. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to that quote that I heard years ago, uh, people in this generation need somebody to sing the word. And this concept, I mean, Maddie, even the concept that you've described about being able to be consumed by God, that in itself is probably a concept that is foreign to so many of the kids today. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because this world provides so much where we're consumed by the things of this world. And for a lot of people, God fits into just a portion of their lives where, you know, it fits on maybe a Sunday morning when I go to church or it fits when, you know, this or that is happening. But to be consumed by God means your life is just all about the Lord. Every part of your life is just given to him. And that's how I live. I live every day in some way, shape or form of my life has something to do with God in every part of it, which I just love. And I think that's such a wonderful way to live and living life in God, living life in his presence. There's so much that comes to comes uh, from it. There's freedom, there's joy, there's peace, there's contentment. There's not the things that come from this world that so many people deal with, like anxiety and depression and anger and addiction and all of those things that come when we get consumed with the things of this world or the cares of this life. Yeah. And so this message, is to call people to get consumed with God. Let your life be all about God and you'll see God do so much within your life that's greater than what this world could ever do. That is a refreshing challenge to Mm -hmm. us all. Become consumed by God. Yeah. Maddie Ray is my guest. Real quick, give us the website. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find, I have a website online, MaddieRay.com. You can also connect with me on social media. I'm very active on like Instagram at official Maddie Ray. Um, you can find all of my music and encouraging videos that I do on YouTube at official Maddie Ray. Um, all of my music is available online wherever you listen to music at. Um, and then all of my books, all of the books that I've written, they're on Amazon. Just look up Maddie. Ray. My newest book is Living a Life Consumed by God. That's out now. And then also you can find merch and the books as well on thedwellshop.com. That's my online merch store. Okay, we'll cover all that in a minute. Give you the spelling of her name as well. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike and you're on The Shepherd.
Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Maddie Ray is my guest in the studio today. Maddie's up here with her family, and uh, it's really, really wonderful to have this opportunity. About two years ago, I had been contacted from a PR person who was representing her one of her new projects back then, and I was impressed by it because, number one, it's not every day that you see a 22-year-old back then doing what Maddie was doing. So I contacted them and I said, yeah, let's, let's get this young lady on. And we did a phone interview, Mm -hmm. I guess, from your home up there in uh, the Northern part of Illinois, Mm -hmm. right at Wisconsin. Uh, You don't sound like you're from there. I was uh, Wisconsin, you know, (laughs) I'm from Illinois. So we're on the border of Wisconsin, but I don't have that Wisconsin accent. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So I'm from Indiana. Uh, originally, and my wife from Kentucky. Now, when I met my wife, that's a whole other story, but you could tell that she was not from Indiana or Wisconsin. Let's just, (laughs) we'll leave that one right there, my friends. Um, But um, I I love that. I love the fact that we had that opportunity to talk, that you were able to convey even at that age, and you're doing it, you've grown. All I can say, Maddie, you've grown in God Mm -hmm. since our first conversation. And now you're down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned already you're going to be over at Jump Ministries yes. and then in Georgia. What yes. are you doing in Georgia over the weekend? Yes. So on uh, uh, on Sunday, um, that's where I'm getting ready to go. But I know this will have passed by then. But I'll be at a ministry out there. It's New Birth Church in Atlanta, Georgia. And they're having me come in. They're doing a very special um, Sunday morning service, uh, really putting a focus on their youth of their ministry. And that's for the whole entire church, entire church congregation. But they're having me come in as a guest uh, minister. And I'm coming in to preach the word. And I get to, to minister the gospel. But really share again just about the fire of God I think you know when pastors come across my ministry or come across me me preaching the word or doing what I'm doing really gives them a lot of hope and a lot of inspiration for their young people because I think today you know a lot of churches a lot of pastors they're really having to navigate this world that we're living in and how to reach the next generation and so a lot of churches have me come in and yes I minister to the entire church congregation but it really is a great example and a beacon of light and hope for their young people, for their youth of, oh, there is a young person that at least can be a representation of this generation that they can be on fire like that. So we're really believing for a Holy Spirit encounter for those young people that the fire of God just falls on them and that they really experience something in the Lord that maybe they never have before. I guarantee you that's what's waiting them because <laughs> God is faithful. He yes, is, he his is. word is faithful. Yes, He is faithful and he's going to see you through. Yeah. We've got this segment left, Matt. Uh, what's what's ahead for you? What do you? Yeah. What are the things either coming up in this year or maybe beyond where you feel like God has given you the direction to walk yeah. in? 
What would that be? Yeah, well, I'm very excited about this year. There's there's so much more that we're still doing. And, and, and what I love is really, again, these messages that we're putting out, these resources we're creating. What I do a lot of times is I will either through my life or through things that I'm studying or through things that I'm seeing in this generation, the Lord will talk to me about a message or a word that I feel is just needed for this time. And so what we'll do is we'll put the message together. I'll preach about it. Um, I wind up a lot of times creating a resource like a book or a mini book to just share more in depth of that message. We pair alongside of that a song that goes with it and that releases as a single. Um, and then a music video comes alongside that as well. And then along with that, we also release a teaching series that come out with it um, or devotionals that are on the YouVersion Bible app. We do mm-hmm. that as well. Oh, devotionals wow. come out. Uh, and so just an entire package of that message and of that word. And what happens too is when those get released, a lot of churches want up coming across that pastors come across it and what i love is i get to go to a lot of churches and the lord uses both the music that i do and the preaching as an evangelist and it comes together and this is what i do mike that i love doing throughout the year is i'll go to a church and we'll have the whole weekend set up. I'll come in on a Friday and I'll minister through music to their young people. And it's really like a either an outreach night or even like a revival night and a time where their young people have a chance to hear the music that I do, see a performance like a mini concert, but then also a time where I'm able to impart into them. I preach the word and I pray for those young people. And then on Saturday, I take times with the leaders of the church to really uh, minister the message of how to reach the next generation. I come out of a ministry where my parents have been doing that for over 26 years. Well, really, my dad has been doing that for over 30 years. Before he even started his own church, he's been reaching a generation through how God has used him in that. And so I bring the experience and the wisdom that my father has had in reaching a generation, and I bring that to churches, and I share, this is how you do it. This is how you can reach your youth. This is the importance of why you have to. This is for the future of your ministry. And so we take time on that Saturday, and then on Sunday, morning. I wrap up that time and I minister to the whole church. I give an empowering and encouraging word to the entire church congregation and churches love it. It is a wonderful weekend of ministry from Friday, Saturday till Sunday. Mm -hmm. And by the end, we just don't want to part by the end because God has just done so much throughout that weekend. So I look forward to many of those moments. I'm doing a couple Christian festivals this year as well. And so we take our live band out to do that. I have a great band that we've raised up within our own ministry of young people that were reached by our church. We've raised them up. They travel with me when I go and do some of these festivals and they do music with me and minister alongside me. And so many great things from the resources and the packages that we have to the churches I go to through the minist- the, the music opportunities I have. Really, it's a great year that we have ahead of us. So how do you find time with all of that? How do you find time to write? You've, you've written six books, you yeah. said. Yeah. How, how do you find the time? Do you ever sleep, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> I do sleep. I do. I find rest. We try to find balance. We're still working that out (laughs) at this age, you know, but at this age, as I say, as I think many people know at this age, you're only this age once and this, you got to run, you know, and I feel that I know that I'm at the age I can run right now because there'll come a time I'm going to have to slow down a little bit, but I've got great people around me that help me really stay balanced and that my parents being one of them. And really, you know, I talk about my dad a lot, but my mom is actually the one who helps me to write all of my books 
books. And so she's the one that really comes alongside me and helps me to to put those together out of all of the study that I've done, the research that I've done, the sermons that I've written, the things that God has given me, the time that I've taken to to really um, uh, learn these things. Anything that I write on, I never just write out write, write on it based off of just information. These are all things that I have experienced, that mm-hmm. have been imparted, that I have spent time studying and really getting an understanding and revelation on it. And then my mom comes alongside and she helps me. She helps me write it. She's my editor. She's the one who edits all of my books. And really, Mike, I have a wonderful team. You know, my ministry is an uh, extension of our church. So my church that my parents founded is Church of Joy out of Waukegan, Illinois. And my church, they see my ministry as an extension of our church. And they support and they back and they finance everything that I do. They send me out as an evangelist. And we have an entire team that helps create everything, helps produce everything, direct everything, edit everything. And I am grateful because I could not be doing what I'm doing today by myself. I don't think anyone could do all of this by themselves. It cannot be to just one person. It is really the team, the church, the ministry, and the backing that God has given me because we all understand the importance Mm -hmm. of reaching the next generation. What do you do for fun, for rest? For rest, well, me and my mom have a really great friendship, and so not only is she my mom, but she's my great, my greatest friend, and so we spend a lot of time together. We like to go out and you know do all the typical things of whether it's shopping or trying coffee shops and just resting in that way. I spend a lot of time with my family, and so we'll just literally just spend family time together, whether it's at home or going out. Uh, just those times are really refreshing for me. Mm-hmm. Any of the times that I'm just back home and I'm settled, I try not to do too much. I'm not someone that you know likes to just go out and do all this social stuff when i rest i like to rest and just take time to be with those that i love and those that encourage me and i get pretty uh refueled during those times your favorite book my favorite book um you know i i love i get really encouraged by a lot of john bevere's books so I really love his books. He's a wonderful teacher, wonderful minister. Um, I know him. Yeah. 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 He's wonderful. And so I've really been encouraged by a lot of his books. I don't read a lot of like, you know, fictional books or kind of like just regular books for pleasure. I love a lot of stuff that's going to, you know, whether it's growth and development or study and learning things like that. But uh, John Bevere's book on the Holy Spirit, his book really opened my eyes to what I shared earlier about that relationship with the Holy Spirit. That book changed my life Mm. in a lot of ways and really opened my eyes to a lot of things. So I like reading a lot of his books. I get a lot out of it. I know his his wife as well, Lisa, was an agent for a voiceover job that I did one time. And I woke up with a bad throat and did this... uh, it was an open for a, a national ministry, and it was awful. Oh. I felt terrible. I'm oh. sure they didn't use it, uh, but uh, that that was my um, my meeting with Lisa back in the day. Oh. But but they uh, I, I sent them up to a church in uh, back. I told them about it. Uh, one of my old churches up in the Midwest, and they visited and really loved it. Wow. The people loved them. Yeah. So he, he went back there a number of times. That's wonderful. Yeah. They have a wonderful ministry. I've gotten to know um, um, 
some of their children, um, like Addison Bevere. I've been able to uh, do some things with him. I know he just came out with a new book, and I've interviewed him for some of my social media things. And uh, they have a wonderful family. I mean, there's the fact that their whole family is doing ministry and providing so much mm-hmm. for the body of Christ. Really, it's inspiring. And so I really love their family and the ministry they provide. We promise to give your a spelling of your name. So let's do that right now. Yes. So Maddie Ray is spelled M-A-D-D-I-E-R-E-Y. And you can look up my name for anything, whether it's the music or my preaching or books or resources. Just look up Maddie Ray and you'll find it. I am sure. Now, uh, the last message to the kids of the world right now that uh, we have a lot of the parents and grandparents that would listen to the Shepherd Radio Station, not so much the young kids, not so much the Gen Zers, although I would love for that to be the case. But what message would you send them through their parents, through their grandparents? Because I believe you have sparked in a lot of people who are listening, you've sparked a, a longing and a desire for this thing that you have yeah. to be experienced by their children. Yeah. What, what message would you have for them? I'll say this. About two years ago, the, I remember the Lord spoke to me as I was at a conference and I watched, we were just coming out of COVID and there, there, we weren't seeing a lot of things happening for young people. A lot, during that time, we really were probably thinking more so like this generation is just gone. And I was at a conference and I saw these young people running to the altar to have an encounter with God, just thousands of them running to the altar, lifting their hands, saying, God, I want you. And I looked at that and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Maddie, I have this generation I have them. And I would encourage any parent or grandparent, number one, to just know that God has this generation. I believe that God is drawing this generation. Now, it's only the Holy Spirit that can draw us into that relationship with Jesus. And so I would just say to encourage the parent, because I know at times it can be discouraging with what we see or maybe with where your child is at right now, but just know firmly that God is drawing this generation. And I would also encourage parents that if you ever see any spark within your child of them pursuing God, of them getting interested in the things of God and them wanting to to do something for God or whatever it is, you better capitalize on that moment. Mm-hmm. Invest all that you right. can into that. I think that's the biggest thing that at times I will say p- pretty honestly that parents sometimes miss it is the investment and the intentionality. Yeah. You're going to have to invest into your children if you want to see that fruit. That's what my parents did a lot for me. They invested. Anytime they saw me having those sparks with God, They went in on those Mm -hmm. moments and they said, we need to cultivate this. Or they were very intentional to help provide the things that I needed to grow in my relationship with God. So I would say first for a parent, I would get, and I don't say this just to promote it, you need to get my books for your children. I write them for your kids to help them live their lives for God. Invest that into them. Show them my ministry and the songs that I do. I create that for them. So there has to be an investment. There has to be an intentionality. But I think if a parent is 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 doing that and they're faithful to do that, that they will truly see the faithfulness of God, that God will draw their children into a wonderful relationship with him. Paul encouraged Timothy, fan that into flame. That's right. You yes. Know, take the spark and do yes. something with it. Yeah. Maddie Ray, it's Maddie Ray dot 
com. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. M a d d i e r e y. That's right. Dot com. And friends, check it out. I think you'll be amazed. And I know you've enjoyed hearing her testimony as much as I. Maddie, thanks for being with us Thank and you safe so much. travels as you head back up uh, to your home area. Yes. And may God bless you and all that you're doing. Thank you so much, Mike. This has been such an honor. I'm so grateful. I love everyone that's listening. The Lord loves you so much. And this has been my privilege. Thank you. You've got it. Friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.